letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. I'm Mark Fry, and this is the All Local for Tuesday, September 26, 2023. There's new information about a deadly incident over the weekend in Roseville. A community-based mental health provider is opening a new Minneapolis facility in just a few short weeks. And runners and spectators alike are preparing out of this weekend's Twin Cities Marathon. Leading off the all-local, the number of people on strike against automakers grew by a few dozen earlier Tuesday in the West Metro. I say union, you say power, you win. Power! Union! Power! UAW union, members have been walking power, picket lines at the Stellantis Parts Distribution Center in Plymouth since Friday. This morning, they were joined by members of other unions who are not on strike but came to show support. Bill Warwick says even though he's retired, he's still a teamster, and he has the back of all union members. Of course. And why is that? Because I'm on the side of working people against the employers. <laughs> That's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> Dan Manuel is on strike and says the show of support can only help. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. Because I like the camaraderie, the solidarity from the unions. They support us. It's always so important to have everybody be on the same page. The strike against the big three automakers is now in its 12th day. In Plymouth, Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Police in Roseville are releasing more information about what they are now saying looks to be a murder-suicide after three men were found dead and one injured in an apartment early Saturday morning. Investigators are now saying that hallucinogenic drugs may have played a role in the attack at about 2 in the morning on Saturday. Roseville police say they were called to do a welfare check at an apartment on the 1600 block of Eldridge Avenue. Inside, they found three men dead and one injured. The Ramsey County Medical Examiner ruled two of the deaths as homicide, one suicide. The fourth wounded man is said to be in stable condition. Police say Nua Zhang called his girlfriend to say he was injured. Police say the bodies of John Tao, Fo Yang, and Men Veng were all found inside and that Men Veng lived at the apartment. Zhang told police that Vang, armed with a knife, attacked him without provocation before he was able to escape to a bedroom to call for help. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A massive search entered a second day in Bemidji on Tuesday with more than 100 people looking for a teenager who went missing almost two years ago. Navia Kingbird was 15 when she was seen leaving a house in October of 2021. Police initially treated the situation as a runaway case, but within a couple of months realized it was something more. Bemidji Police Chief Mike Mastin. It's fantastic to see. No matter the weather, people still showed up. They came here because there's a purpose, there's a reason, and that's to help get closure for Teddy. And that's where we're here today. Tuesday's search marks the first time the newly created State Office of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives has coordinated with law enforcement and others on a search. Construction of Southern Valley Alliance's new facility providing domestic violence services in both Scott and Carver County is nearing completion. SVA Executive Director Christy Larson says the move from Belle Plaine to Shakopee will better serve both counties as calls to their crisis line have more than doubled in the past couple of years. Obviously very close to the government center and courts in Scott County and just about 10 minutes from the Carver County Government Center and Courthouse. So we found a property just right downtown Shakopee that's really ideal for our services and just the accessibility for the clients that we serve. Southern Valley Alliance has been in Belle Plaine for 41 years. The new Shakopee location should open up early next year. Minnesota's largest nonprofit community-based mental health provider showed off its newest crisis residential treatment center. 
The facility near 38th in Chicago and South Minneapolis features 13 beds, each in private rooms for individuals seeking help. Wendy Waddell is People Incorporated's chief operating officer. It's a celebration because it is a fabulous building that is very much open uh, with private rooms, private bathrooms, and it really helps with what we call trauma-informed care, respectful of our clients' needs. Uh, So we're very excited about it. The new facility opens October 18th. A longtime Minneapolis City Council member says he'll step down from his position early to take a new job with an investment firm. Andrew Johnson wrote in a letter to his constituents, the 12th Ward in southeastern Minneapolis, that he'll start his new job October 10th and intends to split his time between the two jobs until his successor is elected, but will relinquish his committee assignments immediately while the rest of the newly elected council will be sworn in in January. His replacement could take his place as early as November 21st. He does plan to vote on some highly visible upcoming proposals, including the appointment of the next community safety commissioner and a rideshare bill. Finally, runners and spectators alike are prepping ahead of this weekend's Twin Cities Marathon. President of Twin Cities in Motion, Dean Orton, says he expects to see more fans along the route this year than in years past. Minnesotans come out and really cheer and show this act of kindness. So uh, we anticipate record turnout right now. The weather continues to hold 300,000 plus spectators. Runner Brianne Siraki of Minnesota Distance Elite shares her reasons for participating. Twin Cities was kind of an easy choice for me. Having so much support, being able to have family come out. This race is going to be more, let's learn how to race a marathon. How do you push yourself in those miles where this is a perfect place to do it? And for this year's marathon, organizers have added a new incentive for runners. In a partnership with the Future Forest Fund, one tree will be planted for every marathon participant in this year's race. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. And thanks for listening to the WCCO All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO.